You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. I don't have coronavirus this week. And uh, with me is my co-host, Lacia Finley, who is also, uh, as I'm aware, not We're We're both infected. doing good. We're both doing good. I mean, I unfortunately have been kind of isolated before all of this started to happen. Nothing to do mm-hmm. with this, you know, just because of my hip. So I feel like I'm probably okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. And managing well. People always told me, they're like, you know, I always thought I could just be a hermit easily. And people always like, well, just wait till you have to work at home and you have to do all this stuff and you're probably going to lose your mind. Okay, I've been like home for a month. I am like the happiest I've ever been. So you know what? (laughs) I'm calling all of your bluffs who told me if I had to stay home 100% of the time that I would lose my mind. And you know what? It's been fantastic. Cheers. Just think, <laughs> if you were an antisocial person and people gave you guff for it, now you can be like, hey, I'm I'm the one who's going to be free of the virus, and well, I'm not going to lose that. my mind. Well, you never hopefully. know that, but hopefully, yeah. But Don't just, order anything from Amazon. Basically, I'm just, I'm doing well. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not losing my mm. mind. I'm not getting antsy to leave the house or any of this kind of stuff, you know, which is what most people told me I would. And so I was just like, you know what? No, actually, I'm, um, I'm kind of okay not going outside and today it started sleeting so even more of a reason to not leave yeah i know what we're close to spring but it's chicago we could still be doing this in may for all i know yeah it's been gloomy ever since Mm -hmm. the tornadoes hit and it's just you know come on i want to see some sunlight and then you look at the weather and it's like it's gonna rain all week but it doesn't really rain it'll rain here and there and then it's just it looks cloudy and gloomy and just blah and then you think there's going to be a break, and it's like, no, no, seven more days. I feel like it must be all over the place, because we've had poopy weather, and it was raining a lot this week. You're saying that. I know some people in Missouri that was saying that. So I wonder if just, like, the whole middle chunk of the U.S. from top to bottom is just, like, blanketed in rain right now. I guess I'll have to hit up my buddies in Texas and see how <laughs> Are you guys raining. Do we got it all covered? Yeah. Chicago on down. <clears throat> but, yeah. Yeah. Well, More beyond that, stay in. since since you've been staying in and staying free of Corona, what have you been I playing? Know. Oh, my gosh. So I, I did quite a bit this week, actually. I rage deleted Slay the Spire. We're not going to talk <laughs> about how I reinstalled it yesterday, but I did rage and <laughs> delete it. I don't remember what day it was, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I did create a support group in my Discord for those of us who are addicted to Slay the Spire. I feel bad. It's like I almost... I don't. I just hurt my entire community because they're like, "This is fun," and then we all started raging. And I was like, "You know what? We need, we need our own channel." So if you're out there also suffering and need a support group from Slay the Spire Rage, you can you can come to my Discord. We've got you. Wonderful. Um, 
But I also visited an oldie, Oregon Trail, if we remember nice. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, a, did a couple of playthroughs of that. And that, that, that was fun. Uh, and then also, Oregon Trail. I don't oh, know if yes. anybody remembers the zombie version, which was, mm-hmm. which was quite a joy. I had never actually played through that version of the game. I did just one playthrough from start to finish. Made it. Granted, only two of us survived the entire thing. Um, if anybody follows my Twitter, you probably saw the end result of one of our companions, uh, Brewdog. Mm. Uh, we still miss you, buddy. Really sorry. I mean, he was high in demand for that game. It was actually kind of funny because obviously I put viewers' names in when we were streaming it. And um, we had come across a house. And I think it was supposed to like pay homage to Walking Dead, like when they first find, you know, the farmhouse and all this kind of stuff, because they even had an evil dead knot in it. I mm-hmm. very much enjoyed that. Uh, but uh, so <clears throat> obviously we go to the house like, hey, maybe there's stuff to like buy from these people, get some fuel, whatever, whatever, maybe, you know, and uh, they had their eye on brew dog. First thing out of their mouth was like, we don't actually need anything you got, but we'll take him. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are you like trying to like barter for one of my people? And sure enough, they wanted to give me like 300 gold or 50 fuel or something else for him. And I was like, well, no, I'm going to keep my people. Sorry <laughs> about your luck. But then we, the very next stop, he gets abducted. Somebody wow. kidnaps Brewdog. And I'm like, I don't understand whatever, like, in this universe, he is in high demand. He must be just very strong, like an ox, tall, big, burly fella. They're like, dude, he'll really work in the apocalypse, right? Like, we can really get stuff done. Um, it, didn't, it didn't end well. Um, I had one shot to save him, apparently. And uh, when I took my shot, I was not accurate and hit Brewdog instead of the uh, kidnapper who then took off and ran. And it was really sad because I could have had 50 fuel. Just saying. Yeah. Just he, saying. he was worth so much. And then now I'm like, well, I guess we should have sold you, Brewdog. You'd at least probably be alive <laughs> and, um, you know, happy on a farm eating fresh vegetables and whatever. <clears throat> um, so thank you for your service, Brewdog. I'm sorry it ended that way. <laughs> uh, but two of us made it. And so I, I can say at least the game was beaten. Um, and then today I tried Darkest Dungeon for a little bit, a couple hours, um, which that one had a little bit of a learning curve for me. So, uh, but now I think I'm getting it. It's pretty fun, but I don't know if it's one that I'll go back to. It may not necessarily be 100% a game that I would enjoy in the long term, but I see its appeal. Yeah. It is fun. A little, you know, kind of turn-based uh dungeon crawler if you will like a side-scrolling dungeon crawler but um it was fun and of course i killed some more viewers off in that too nice. i've had a really brutal week because i even burned them in sims 4 this week too they just oh wow i put like 20 sims in a really small house and just put a bunch of fireworks everywhere and barbecue grills and all this kind of stuff and just like there you go let's see what happens and we lost a lot of people we lost a lot and i broke the game wow being a <laughs> they all stood or- there they all stood there. They're like, we don't know what to do anymore. There's so many bodies on the floor. Like the Grim Reaper couldn't even keep up to like try to get them. <laughs> so you just have all these Sims like on top of each other before he can come go through his pad, do whatever it is to reap the soul. <laughs> uh, and and one of the Sims, Sarah, she she just sat in a chair in the middle of it all. And just kept looking around. And I'm like, I think the Sims broken. They're like, there's just too much death and destruction. So the brain snapped. And she's like, I'm just going to sit here in this chair. <laughs> 
everything's fine. <laughs> it's just so funny when the Sims break, when you've got too much going on there. They're just, nope, it's great. Not gonna Fire everywhere. Even the chair was burning. She's just sitting there like, it's okay. And she made it through. I don't know how Good. she survived it. But <laughs> somehow she made it. Um, and I think that's it. Which is okay. a decent week for me. Yeah. And then I will mention this. We will be talking about it later in detail, of course. But I did get the pleasure to play The Complex, which mm-hmm. is going to be the newest FMV out of a Wales publishing team. Um, and we will talk about that later on. But obviously, I can't say much more than that, that I have played it. And we will we will talk about it later when I'm allowed. But FMVs are my thing, man. So mm-hmm. pretty, pretty excited. I got a nice little early sneak peek at that. So it's uh, it was cool for me. A big thrill for me. It doesn't take much. But Wonderful. Actually, what have you been playing? Well, the Outer Worlds has uh, consumed most of that time. I, I did go back to Blood Roots and try to play it. Uh, they still haven't patched it, but I didn't run into any more bugs. But I did want to try to, I guess, get into it a little bit more, try to finish it. Still haven't finished it, but I'm, I will. I will. Mm-hmm. I'm just invested heavily in the Outer Worlds right now and a lot of the stuff that's going on. And I think I've realized, because I started going around in circles looking for something in an area that I'm at, mm-hmm. and... I guess it shouldn't surprise me, but I guess I wasn't, I was caught off guard how the story branches in Mm -hmm. a way that if you don't do something, then that's just not going to be there. And Uh, there was, you know, I was looking through a walkthrough of this one uh, mission that I was on because it seemed kind of complex. And I was like, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm understanding what I want to do because I've been trying to avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. as much as possible you know at least with people inside towns because if you tick them off then everybody's going to be at you so the whole just town like, yeah. yeah i just i don't i don't want the conflict in the town so if there's a way around it that's what i'm looking for and this one mission that i have i'm supposed to sneak into this lab and i found a way in without conflict to a point but once you get mm-hmm. into the lab, there was literally a guard that said, you're on your own once you're down there. And I'm like, okay. Oh. All right. So <laughs> I was like lurking around this lab and there are guards everywhere. And I got so far trying not to stir any things up. And there's a door where I need to go. And there's three guards sitting in front of it. And I'm just like, well, am I supposed to get in there? Without killing anyone. Very carefully. Can so, you belly crawl? Yeah, you can sneak. And it oh, can okay. work to a point, but they're, they're right by the door. They're going to see me. Oh, so, so it's just, definitely, you can tell it's not a Bethesda game then. Because if you get your sneak up high in Skyrim, you can literally just squat in front of them. And they're like, where'd it go? Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> there, there is a sneak ability skill, you know, like in your skill set. But I guess, I don't know how good it has to be. I don't know if it works like that. I don't want. Right. I haven't tried that. But any, point being is that yeah. they're in front of that door. I just I want to get it in there without shooting up the place, mm-hmm. because if I do, it's going to cause problems with all these other factions, or at least the one faction that they're part of. And I don't want that right now. I just I want to get into the lab quietly without confrontation. So I started looking into it. I was like, well, what am I going to do? And all it says is like, just sneak through that door. And I'm like, how? But 
as I was looking into it, there were items listed there. They were just like, well, if you do this and you talk to that person and you do this, and then if you do this, then that can help you with that. And I'm like, what is this? I didn't do this. So I said, go look for this one guy. So I went go looking for this one guy that I remember talking to. And I had to remember where he was. And then I found him. He's not there anymore. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, oh, that guy's been replaced. Okay. Why? And he's like, yeah. well, his, uh, his, his time with the company is over. And I'm like, okay. Oh, no. So he was kind of the trigger for that mission. So I started digging into it further. I was like, so is there another way to go around it? Nope. My, my window for that has just completely Aww. ceased. So, but, but again, I think it's part of the branch. Perhaps when I talked to him, I could have gone that way, but I didn't. And I chose the other path. So now that storyline is done. And now yeah. I'm down this path. So I was like, all right. That's interesting. I thought mm -hmm. perhaps you could kind of play around with different things, but there are branching storylines. You either go this way, you go that way, you go that way. And that was pretty early on in the game that I went down this path. So I'm. it, it kind of adds a little bit to the replay value to wonder how differing are these stories. Right. Yeah. At, least the, at least the main story, because mm -hmm. the side missions, I can't imagine. You could, you could do them differently than what I did. Because there are times they've said, go kill this person. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And then mm -hmm. I'll talk to the person and be like, hey, you help me out and we'll just we'll work this out. And be like, okay, cool. And then I can, you know, work out a deal in some way that no one has to die. And that's what I've tried to do most of the time. So it would be interesting to see how the stories progress doing it, I guess, being a, a bad guy. So yeah. it, it's really impressive how deep this game kind of is because, like they've said, you can kill anybody you want. So what would that mm -hmm. be like? Do I don't you know, know. If the, how many different endings there are or have you not looked? That that I don't know. I, for, for some reason, three, maybe I read that somewhere, but I don't know that for certain. Okay. Because it seems like at least there would have to be two, right? Yeah, at if least. You know... You, uh, the window of opportunity closed on one thing. It seems like that would have led to something else. Mm -hmm. Or who knows? You might have ended up in the same spot. Just a couple of extra steps would have happened in between, <laughs> you know? For sure. <clears throat> but yeah, it's been a lot of fun and I've, I've tried to dedicate a lot of time to it. Um, just trying to get through it. But at the same time, as I'm saying that, I am still working on the animation. Yes. I've gotten, uh, I was doing little snippets throughout the week and and got some things done because I felt like I got interrupted a few weeks back, which I won't get into great detail. Let's just say I had I had a rough week, yeah. and it, things got interrupted, and I just kind of lost my flow. So I had to find I had to get get it back. Mm -hmm. And this week, the creative flow of things, like I I think, am I getting anywhere? Am I making progress? But when you see, like. Perhaps I haven't gotten very far within the narrative, per se, mm -hmm. between maybe minute one. Well, I'm farther than minute one. Let's say minute five and minute seven. So within that two-minute gap, I might still be working within that gap, but there is so much going on that I'm trying to make sure all the pieces are coming together and working properly and fitting. Sure. And what I was working on today 
before we started recording. Oh my God, I cannot wait for you to see it. Because oh, I, I want to see it. Because I, I wasn't, should get to be spoiled. You will. You'll get to see it before anybody <laughs> else. But there were Yay. just, there were like these, I was trying to figure out how to go about approaching this and I don't want to say anything and spoil uh, mm-hmm. a situation. Let's just say it's an action sequence. And I knew that I wanted this scene in there, but I was like, well, how am I going to, like, what would be, how am I going to go about this? Do I need to go take a look at the game that we're in? Do I want to kind of study that? And I, I could, but then I thought, well, I'll just, I'll put my own little flair on it, but still pay homage to what's going on. So I kind of studied the the fight scene and whatnot. And then I just kind of threw in a few different things here and there, just for our sake. Yeah. And then when it came time to put all these things together, something occurred to me. I was like, well, how am I going to make all this? Because there's a lot going on. I'm like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And I'm going to move this, move that. So then I came up with an idea, laid out all one thing. Then I worked around other action around said action. So you have action Mm -hmm. A and action B. Action A is what's coming at you, and action B is reactionary. So everything's kind of moving in tandem, but in a good way. And I had to watch it a few times. I was like, yeah, this this seems natural. This seems, it's flowing. It's good. Mm-hmm. So it looks great. And oh, I'm excited. Exciting. Yeah, you should be. But but uh, hopefully once I get through that, we'll kind of get into some more. Because this is probably the most action-heavy portion of this episode. And then we have a little bit more dialogue-heavy stuff later on. And then it just kind of progresses. But, I mean, there might be a, a little bit more action. I can't remember. We'll get there. It's all in. <laughs> well, it's all it happens, as I'm, yeah. Yeah, it, it happens. But uh, there is some dialogue that I, I've noticed that needs to be re-recorded on our ends. Just because as I'm playing it out in my head and I'm listening to it, I'm like, did, did, something needs to kind of come down. Something needs to be a little bit more It doesn't play to the situation intense. as well now. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, but I did. Oh, yeah. And again, I don't want to spoil anything on the podcast. I'm, so, I'm sorry. You can I'm tell it's so hard for him to. He wants to tell everything. I can yeah. tell. But there was a there was a line, and I'll even go ahead and say this because this won't spoil anything. But it give give our fans a little bit of a taste. There was a line that you had as we are kind of getting into our action sequence before we kind of get in there, and you're like, "Ooh, this is so gross," or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Now, as we're kind of getting into the sequence. I really had nothing more than our surroundings to really play that off of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, well, I, yeah, I, I guess she she would react that way to the surroundings. But at the same time, it might be a little bit of an overreaction. So I don't know. But an opportunity arose to add something in just spur of the moment. I was looking at this sequence and I was like, Holy crap, I could put this here. I could do a little bit of extra animation here, and, and it makes that work even better. Oh, yeah? So, Ooh, good. Yeah, it. I'm excited about that. Yeah, you should be. Okay. This is going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait for you to get to show it off to the world. And mm. I have all the confidence you're going to get it done. I can tell. You should see. Um, you should see the look in his eyes right now, guys. He's like happy as pie. When I when I get when when this stuff comes together like this, I mean. If you've ever done any kind of content creation whatsoever, I don't care if you're drawing, I don't care if you're making music, I don't care whatever you're doing. If you're creating Better, something yeah. and you find joy in it, just keep doing it. And when oh yeah, this this is bringing me such joy. 
You know, it sounds like a lot of work, but when I see it in action, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm so excited for it. I'm looking at it going, this is my vision come to life. Yeah. Everything that I wrote down, there it is. So, yeah, keep at it, people. Yeah. If, you, if you love what you do, it's, wonder, it's worth it. it. I bet it is, yeah. I mean, I obviously not in that same vein. But, yeah, when you accomplish something and it actually turns out the way that you wanted, sometimes mm. even a little bit better, you're like, yeah, 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 this is great. Can't wait to show it off, you know. And then it makes the next thing a little bit more frightening. But, you know, <laughs> you just got to keep pushing through. That's right. That's right. Uh, but excellent. So maybe we get in a few bit of news here. Uh, does it there was, involve quite a bit? Does it involve coronavirus? Of course. I was actually just going to do the first one to get it out of the way, hmm. since that obviously has been the dominating topic of conversation in every facet of our lives. So, um, and this is probably nothing new to those of you if you've been in the know this week, but. E3, of course, has been canceled. Uh, they they did cancel an event due to the rising health concerns over the coronavirus. Um, we thought they were going to cancel either way, honestly. So um, this this might have been a little bit more of a blessing in disguise for them. They could kind of regroup, albeit still feeling for those who rely on those conventions, though. It's probably going to mm-hmm. be a very rough year. We're going to hear towards the end of the the end of it, um, about how much it's actually affected once we've got everything under control. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's that. I think that's been my most concerning piece of this whole thing. Is I just really feel bad for you know the workers, people who actually rely on large groups of people for for their living, and this is one of those things that we're seeing taking a hit. So devs, marketers, convention center staff, those who work directly in that area, maybe in restaurant works or things that kind of rely on those big boons that happen throughout. So um, just if you had plans for any conventions or large events this year, um, keep calling and see. I know it seems like at least the next 30 days for a lot of um, states, obviously, Whatever your country is saying to do, pay attention to that. Um, looks like any large group of people is just going to be canceled for at least the next 30 days. Um, mm. So that would be April 3rd is one of the dates that I've heard most commonly throughout. So, uh, But in spite of that, Microsoft did say that they're going to host their own digital event in lieu of not presenting anything uh, there at E3. So um, there's there wasn't a date officially set that I could tell right now about when they'll do it. I imagine they're going to try to do it close to when E3 was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So it looks like for those of us who usually watched it from home, we're probably still going to see some of the major announcements. It looks like I've been seeing a lot of companies say that they're going to put together some sort of digital live stream of the stuff that they had planned on presenting there at uh, the conventions. So um, GDC also has announced that some of their stuff will be getting live streamed as well um, in lieu of the cancellation. So over, but this one over the course of the week, March 16th through the 20th. Uh, So the GDC Twitch channel will stream a series of talks that they recorded ahead of time that were to take place during the actual conference. So this is for GDC. Uh, They will be live eight hours a day from nine to five Pacific times. Um, Not every talk apparently will be streamed and there isn't a finalized schedule of which talk will be happening when. Um, So go ahead and follow that Twitch channel if that was something that you were interested in seeing. I totally 
support going and doing that. Hopefully, maybe you can get some of the indie developers in there as well. I don't know how they're going to work it. I would love to see those guys who had worked so hard and this was kind of one of their moments to go pitch their idea and get all this stuff together that hopefully we can work something out for them in that, in that space as well. Um, so follow the appropriate channels, look up whatever websites. Um, it sounds like all of those who were going to participate, um, you will be getting some live streams of the events. So we will keep you apprised. Of course, I will watch those and we will see what was going to come out of it. <clears throat> I think we're going to start seeing a little bit more of that, not just from game companies, but I think streaming oh, yeah. companies in general. I I know this is going to be a little late for anyone listening to it on our usual day we post, but uh, I actually read yesterday that Disney Plus is releasing Frozen 2 on Disney Plus early, earlier than oh, they yeah. planned because of this, because it's like, hey... Here you go. Here's a, here's a new movie. Some, something for us to, yeah, do if you're you one know? of the ones stuck at home, for sure. And and I <clears throat> I haven't heard this, but I feel like it would be a smart tactical move, maybe, for some studios if they wanted to do this. Is mm-hmm. that where they keep delaying movies? Yeah. Maybe consider, perhaps, smaller movies that you don't necessarily think will make the big millions at the box office, like your Marvel movies and whatnot, because mm-hmm. they're going to make that billions takes a lot of, of time and effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but maybe maybe your smaller movies, put them out on rental services. You know, offer up twenty, forty dollars. You know, if you want to upcharge just a little bit and say, hey, we know you don't, you might not want to go out to the movies, but you can get this new movie that's coming to theaters right now, but you have to pay a little bit more because it is a new, new movie. Right. That we were banking on we, being we in the theater. We skipped the theaters, bringing it straight to your home. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, thirty bucks. I know it's. I know Heck, it sounds pricey. The movie might also make more that way because I know at the theaters, which unfortunately <laughs> would mean their economy would suffer yeah. because people aren't going. But um, they don't make money off the movie itself, so they count yeah. on you with concessions so i almost feel like you would still be better off charging five ten bucks like you would a regular thing because you're taking oh obviously i'm sure there's like stuff you got to pay to the services and stuff yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know um, i mean that's uh, yeah and that's, that's a good uh, idea though yeah and it's not i do understand if there's anybody who <laughs> listening who works at a theater i do understand i'm not i'm not wishing that on you because if we were wishing heard, for anything, we wouldn't have this as a topic of conversation in the first place, really. Yeah, you, exactly. You know? Because, I mean, I've, I've actually been hearing, uh, there's another podcast I listen to, and they talk about a lot of older theaters in the cities that are just going under, that no one's mm-hmm. going to them anymore, and that, really it, that it's much, becoming yeah. a trend where theaters are s- slowly shutting down. And I personally don't want that. I right. do... I do love the convenience of streaming and watching my films at home and if I can get it there, but I do make an effort to go out to the movies to see a new one because I do Mm. like the experience. It is something nice. Certain movies I feel like almost really benefit from that first experience being on a big screen with surround sound and Mm. all of that kind of stuff, but yeah. Hopefully we all will all just get through it in our own way. I understand this is affecting a lot of different people in, in, a, in so many different ways. And let's just all be kind and try to get through this together. All right. It's not any, you know, what we, we've all got to get through it together. So if mm-hmm. this is 
what we need to do for now. It sucks. It's unfortunate. And it's going to be rough to go on the other side of it. But And for God's sakes, leave the toilet paper alone. Oh, Jesus. A lot of them are. Yeah, I've been seeing that where they're buying like pallets of them and then selling it on eBay. Like you're a garbage human if you're doing that with sanitizer or TP and just stop it. Stop but- it. But, 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 <laughs> like, but if you but, do, if you're buying this stuff just to simply go make a buck off of a bad situation, but soap, soap would have made more sense than toilet paper. Yeah, there were some people I saw buying just pretty much anything they thought, like sanitizer, hoarding it, or selling it on eBay for like 500 bucks or something for like one little thing with like sanitizer. Like they're trying so hard to make a profit off of a really bad situation. But guess what? I've got a shower head that can I can use like a bidet. By God, I don't need. <laughs> well, we got this, man. Yeah, yeah I don't need your mine. toilet paper for five hundred dollars. Kiss my ass. It's not right. happening. No, I kind of hope they all get stuck with the thousands of dollars they spent on the pallets of sanitizer, and that nobody will ever buy it from you. And guess what? Costco ain't giving you your money back. So I yep. hope you get stuck with the whole lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And rant. So. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. The next bit of news, which was kind of a shocker to me, uh, Reggie Phil's, I know I've never said his name correctly. Yes. Uh, got a new job this week. He did. Retired from Nintendo, but that's where we all know him from. He was president of Nintendo America and had announced his retirement not that long ago. Mm-hmm. But Reggie decided to take on a new challenge, it seems. And the challenge I think he will have, because it was discovered through a news release on the public- a publicly traded company's website that he is joining GameStop as board of directors starting on April 20th. Um, which I would imagine, I guess, is very less hands-on as a board of directors, but... Um, I've never been fancy enough. Uh, so, uh, as we are aware though, of course, GameStop has been on the decline for a long time now. Uh, just this last January, actually it was reported that sales were down 25% from even the previous period. So maybe the next gen consoles can provide a boost to them. I don't know, but I'm almost convinced, uh, we may not be seeing those consoles by the end of the year anyway. Uh, or at least out of Sony. I have no idea. Sure. Um, but I guess best wishes, Reggie. Hopefully, hopefully you've got some ideas to turn it around. I, I would, I would imagine you have a little faith in it, or this is just a, a retirement funsies thing for him. No, I honestly think it's it's a smart move for him because this is someone who's been at the head of a, a major gaming corporation. Mm-hmm. He kind of has some insight, and maybe he can help them right their ship. I don't know. I mean, it could be a, a lost cause at this point. I don't know. But maybe he thinks yeah. that it's not, and he's willing to roll the dice, see if he can help out with yeah. a little bit of his insight. So I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I think yeah, it's, we'll a, it's a good move. Which, by the way, as you were mentioning that, it just made me remember, have we ever heard what happened to Sean Layden? Because he literally disappeared. Remember, he got outed, and then no one has heard from him since. You know what? Like, it, <laughs> it hadn't even occurred him. to me either to look. Ooh, maybe we'll get back to you next week. Maybe we need to make a note of that. Check out what happened to him, man. Yeah, because I don't remember ever saying <laughs> his name. about it completely. Yeah, it's just been... Yeah, we all... Well, everything moves so fast these days. I'm not surprised that we would have just straight up forgotten and moved on to whatever next big thing hit. But mm-hmm. you kind of got to stay relevant for more than two or three days on that news cycle or else we're all going to forget, you know? Right. 
another bit of news. Looks like Norman Reedus had a Q&A last week on Wired and told us that Tim and Hideo Kojima are in talks for other projects and possibly more Death Stranding stuff. Uh, now, it may just be DLC or expansion to Death Stranding. Like, he, he, he wasn't, he was pretty vague. Um, or it could be on another one or a different game altogether. Uh, but he also told us how he, how he even found out who Hideo Kojima was, which I thought was kind of cute. And obviously, mm-hmm. if you know Norman Reedus, you can just totally hear it in his voice and, and how he completes a sentence. But he said, uh, I did the video game because Guillermo del Toro originally called me and said, hey, a guy named Hideo Kojima is going to call you. Just say yes. And I was like, who is he? And Guillermo was like, doesn't matter who he is. Just say yes. Then uh, apparently Norman met him at a Comic-Con and just fell in love with Hideo's genius. So um, I guess we have Guillermo del Toro to thank for introducing those two because it sounds like Norman had no idea. I'm sure maybe he's not even a gamer at all. Um, But Death Stranding also has been announced to come to PC on June 2nd, which also brings to light an earlier truth or trash. So this was the one I was telling you about, about the Kojima announcement. So Mm -hmm. we were right and wrong. Okay. Um, so I know the truth or trash was geared towards what that tweet was announcing, right? Right. Um, so we, we, you had it right when you said false. So he was not talking about a Silent Hill game. But there is, in fact, one being worked on. Okay. So it was something that was after the fact. <laughs> so, um, so Silent Hills looks like it actually is in the works. Uh, so yes and no, I I don't know if we should put that as like a question mark kind of, so yes, you were right because the way I framed it was about that tweet specifically. Um, but pretty confident it was never going to be a Silent Hills game, but Hey, we have, uh, rumors and sources and stuff that brought it out this week that, yeah, looks like, in fact, we will be seeing that and probably more geared towards, the PlayStation five, obviously, because it sounds like it's right. that early in development. Um, so there you go. If you were looking forward to some of that, sounds like at right now, unless something yeah. happens, of course that. Yeah. And with Kojima productions too, at that. So Interesting. there you go. Um, I actually uh, saw uh, Norman Reedus on Conan where he was talking about that, that very story that you were just talking about. Oh where yeah. Guillermo was like, no, just say yes. Whatever just he say says, yes. just say yes. So it was, a, it was a pretty interesting thing. And then, of course, Conan mentioned that he was in the game, too. Oh, I just, keep forgetting about that. Yeah. It was just like, it was just this odd thing. I guess he thought I was funny or something. He's like, yeah, I've never like, played it. I don't know anything. Yeah, like, just, like, visiting the studios. And he's like, so you want to be in the game? And, I mean, duh. You say, yeah. I don't care yeah. how small or big it is, you know. Oh, man. I did. I watched that that scene, and it just seems completely 100% out of place for anything with the game. I mean, I love you, Conan, but like they mm-hmm. didn't even try to make you look like you fit in the universe. Like It was Conan <laughs> O'Brien 100% in this universe, right. um, but I appreciated it nonetheless. Tomfoolery, tomfoolery is a good thing to have from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, next bit of news. Naughty, 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 naughty dog. Naughty, naughty dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it appears a few articles have come out this week about some team members at Naughty Dog anonymously opening up about crunch time work ethic within uh, within their workplace. Um, so everything's anonymous, but a few workers uh, told them that crunch isn't directly listed as mandated within the company. But 
between the peer pressure amount of work that any employee is given at any time um, and the fact that getting your work done within a certain amount of time makes you look good. It feels like a lot of peer pressure. It's basically implied that crunch is a thing. Um, so one person was even saying this, like they don't tell you you have to work a certain amount of hours, but you have to get the work done. And the amount of work is just impossible for any one person to finish in a 40-hour work week. So it's just too much. And if you don't hit your goals, you're fired. So it's like you almost don't really have a choice. So it seems even if it's not directly in the employee handbook, if you will, there's a culture within it um, of having too much work for one person to be able to finish within a regular work day. It didn't seem to affect every department in the studio the way that the article is reading. Some said that the overtime pay was actually used as a tool. And as some of the employees were paid hourly, it kind of got disguised in a way that made them feel they were getting more money out of the deal. So it was a win-win. Um, some were saying 72-hour work weeks just weren't uncommon. So it sounds like you're not forced to, but with the perks to working harder and high praise for when you do, and if you're looking around the room and you could clock out at hour eight, but everyone else is sticking around, it makes you feel probably like a garbage person for trying to leave in the first place to your fellow employees. Um, so that was the last that I had seen. Um, we have no one's names or anything like that, but it, 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 crap, man. I was really hoping to not read any more of this kind of thing. Like, I love their games, but I don't want to do it at the expense of like other people's livelihoods like that. And we even, yeah, we even talked about that when The Last of Us 2 was canceled, that we felt that's the reason this was happening. Oh, yeah, when they they postponed was to give them more time. Yeah. So do you feel like this was something that people were feeling before it got canceled? And then like, why even bring it up now? I, I'm, so I'm starting confused. to wonder if they just weren't making that May date now, too. And maybe some of the employees were like, oh, my God, we've been doing this for so long now, trying to hit the last date. And now we're trying to hit the May date and we're behind. This is, again, it's all speculation on my part. I have, I have nothing to back this up. But um, maybe it just finally got to a point where, like, OK, we're doing this for three more months. And if we don't get all this done now, like we're not going to make this deadline. Mm -hmm. So it might be just like, okay, we need a break. And so they decided to do it now. Maybe we'll see another postponement for the date of The Last of Us. If this makes a big enough wave, I don't know. I'm okay with it because there are a lot of games. (laughs) We got a lot of games. games. And I don't need you to like basically torture your employees to get the game out to me at any specific time. Yeah. You know, like this is, again, why I say stop saying any kind of date until you've seen how much progress is coming along and you can confidently say, all right, here in six months, this is happening. Don't tell us about it for the first two or three years you're on the project. That's fine. We don't need to know. Yeah. And then make the announcement when you're confident that you're not going to have to work them to the bone to get that date done. I I don't know. I just... It's, it's we're just rid- the peons of the companies, though. So it's like, I understand. <laughs> like, I know it's about money, but it just- like we've said a hundred times over, we'll play the games. You mm-hmm. don't have to rush. We will play it. We will be there. Just- Remember, the people who are complaining are the small minority. They're just the loudest voices in the room. You they, know? Have, like- they have no lives in which to live other than to buy a new game, play it and buy a new game and play it. They can spend their 40 hours playing a game within two or three days. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't even add up. 
Nope. <laughs> nope. Not even but, a one work week for some of these people, right? Yeah. yeah. But they'll get through five or six games. And it's like, God, you have you are literally doing nothing but playing video games. And that's How do you fine live? if you want to do it. Just don't get on Twitter and blast a developer because your game isn't coming out when you wanted it to. But, but, okay. but I want to play the game. <laughs> nope. Doesn't matter. Nope. Sorry. Insignificant. I will say that till the day I die. If it has to beat into everyone's brain. Your opinion doesn't matter. Leave them alone. Let them do their stuff. Uh, but moving on, more lawsuits, lawsuit, lawsuit, lawsuit. Hmm. Nintendo this time, though. Of course, we've talked about this before, but we have a little update for you. Um, so we reported last year there was an ongoing class action lawsuit with Nintendo over the Joy-Con drift issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so the update, it's now going into arbitration, it looks like. So uh, according to U.S. District Judge Thomas S. Zilly, allowed it to enter arbitration because the buyers along with Nintendo apparently has that valid agreement um, between you when you're buying these electronics. Uh, But the judge at least didn't dismiss the case altogether, which is what Nintendo was hoping, it sounds like, initially here. Um, So so this has been going on since July of 2019. Right. So the issues were the Joy-Cons were defective. I know you, I I remember you did a piece on that. um, And Seems like a few months later, though, the Switch Lite got added to this same lawsuit because those controllers were doing the same thing. Those Joy-Cons were also drifting, according to, uh, you know, the people that were filing the lawsuit here. Um, so that's the last bit of news that we got so far. It's going into arbitration. So I'll just keep trying to keep my eye on that space and see how it all finally ends up in the long run. I mean, if they're defective, Nintendo, just freaking make it right. If, if it wasn't working, make it right. I feel like once you've entered into this many people into one lawsuit, it, it, it sounds like there's a valid claim to it. But as good as Nintendo can be, their business side is shit because they they have to hold on to every little thing. That's true. They're not wrong about anything. You broke your DS? Oh, I'm sorry. So if you want to move all your stuff over to your account, you're going to have to call us. We're going to have to verify a few things, and then we'll move it over for you. Not, you can't oh, just I'm going to... log in? No, no. You cannot roll all your stuff over to a new system. You have to call them and enact an act of Congress just to get all this done. I swear to God, I've had to do it. I've never heard of this before. I have this had to so do it. This is so insane to me. I had a, a DS of mine it disappeared. Let's just say I'm. it was stolen. I don't give a damn when anyone says it was stolen. It was my favorite thing. I spent m- good money on it. It was a special mm-hmm. edition. I was mad. Anyway, got I, I, I went and got a new one and signed in all my stuff. And then we're like, okay, so if you want all your stuff, you get to call this number. And then we'll move your account here. Was this pre-cloud days? Well, yeah. Now, this is before the Switch ever came out. Because I'm trying to think, I guess, in that in that case, if you weren't... Oh, man. Because we got to remember, like, the internet and all of the things that's coming along with it over the last, like, even five or six, seven years has moved extremely fast. So I'm trying to remember when things kicked in. It still seems crazy to have to, like, call and go through all that, though. Well, if you, no, <laughs> like, it is, because if you think yeah. about it, you use, like, the PlayStation. This was around the same time I was getting PlayStation. I had PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and I could just sign in. And I'm like, you're good to go. Um, but yeah, Nintendo but was like years ago then yeah yeah it's like Nintendo was like nah we gotta you gotta call us we gotta make sure this is on the up and up it's like dude I, 
I logged in. <laughs> I knew my password. Yeah. I told you which of the pictures were a stoplight. Like, come on, man. Yeah. But no. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, hopefully that's not still the case. And if it is, then I'm sorry. And if you're one of the ones that were looking out for that Joy-Con money, well, I guess you'll have to see what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, after that, though, I just got a few quickets now. Okay. Um, Sony confirmed Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. <gasps> what? I know. We're starting to see... Um, so- I think Sony's trying to... Hey, you like some of these games? We're starting to give you a little taste, PC players. You want you want more of that? Come buy our console. I think that's a tougher sell for PC, like one hundred percent. But I feel like they're almost like we're gonna gi- we're gonna give you a taste of a couple of them. We're gonna we're gonna let the PC players have a couple of these games, but, but we're not gonna give you all the goodies. You're gonna have to not buy all our console no. if you want the rest. Just enough to try to get you addicted to Sony games. I don't know. I'm making this up. I have no idea. But. <laughs> The other quick edit I got, Mortal Kombat 4 has returned to PC. You can get it over on goodoldgames.com, gog.com. And that's wow. nice to buy it on GOG because you don't have DRM. It's yours. You download it. You're done. It's yours. You don't have to have a launcher online or anything like that. I remember that game. <laughs> uh, it was the first Mortal Kombat in 3D. And they were trying to be like, ah, look at this new mechanics. And ah, look at all the new stuff you're going to be able to do. And then there were these bad cutscenes with dialogue. <laughs> they were hilarious. Was it cut from the movie? No, no, God, no. God, it should have was This was even better. There was this one guy, and oh, I got to find that video. And if I can find it, I'm going to share it so everybody can see it. But there's, and some of them, some of you probably already know what I'm talking about. But there was a, it was a cutscene between three characters. It was Sonya, Jax, and another character named Jarek. And I don't know if he's ever been in another game since four. But depending on who you beat the game with, it's essentially the same ending, but it plays out differently. So if you're Jarek uh, and Sonya is trying to kill you, or she's got you cornered, and then they have a little dialogue, and then he falls off the cliff, but then he doesn't, and then she's like, hey, I've got him, and then he grabs her ankle, and then he throws her off and kills Sonya. But if it's Sonya, then he tries to charge her, falls off, and then, of course, she's fine. Mm -hmm. And then if it's Jax that wins, it's the same play out where he falls off the cliff, he throws her over, and then when he climbs back up, Jax is there waiting for him and then throws him off and gives one of the, the worst. It's like, <laughs> oh, God. I'm just I'm remembering this dialogue because it was just like, he Jax has him by the throat, and he's like, no, you, you can't do this. This is brutality. And he goes, wrong. This is not a brutality. This is a fatality. And then lets him go, and he goes, come on, come on, man. And that's how he screams, swear to God. And that's what's so funny is if you hear it enough times, it just gets funnier and funnier hearing go, come on, come on. <laughs> That does sound like something I would constantly replay too until it has no meaning to me at all anymore. <laughs> but somebody, somebody put like subtext to it or something like that just to kind of make sense of it and then you start hearing it in your head and it just makes it 10 times funnier that's what i gotta find is because well, the moment you because i would like to see this <laughs> the moment I, I saw that text i was like 
Holy shit. I started, I laughed my ass off. It was hilarious. Oh, God. GG. See? Mm-hmm. Voice acting can really make or break it. Either way, you intend it to go. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hey, Epic Store finally has a wish list. Well, how about that? They're starting to become a storefront now. Woo! Just need that shopping cart first. By the way, I didn't tell you that, but I actually did create an Epic account out of sheer necessity, mind you, Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't know if anyone listened to last week's episode. You know, I kind of needed some music for my review, and uh, they were the only ones that kind of had it. So I was like, shh. So I was like, I had to download the launcher and everything. And I was like, uh, is it worth it? Oh, that's is right. It worth it. Your internet. But I did. Yeah, but yep. I did. And Hey, you're doing hey, it the right way. You're, you know. If you liked what you heard, it was worth it. Yes. Because I got, I gave you a taste of things. Gave you a taste. It does look like a lot of fun. I, I think I need to take a break from games that rage me, though. I think I've knocked the last 10 years off of my life in the last month because I just keep getting angry over the games I'm playing. I mean, it's fun, but the moment you start raging, that's why I haven't played through it because I'll, I'll get to that point. I found the the level I was in now, ice. Mm-hmm. So guess what that does? Oh. <laughs> yep. That last <laughs> bit of that first level was a, I, uh, like I mentioned, platforming. They threw in uh-huh. platforming. So you had to jump over all these little icebergs to get to the end, and there's spikes, there's gaps, oh, no. there's all this yeah. stuff. I did it. I did it in a yeah, lot less yeah. time than I thought I was going to, but it was just like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, God, mm, I, I can do this. I can do it. Mindset. I know the feels, man. I know the feels. So, yeah, you you uh, wait until you don't feel like rage-inducing games would. Wait yeah, until you're ready. Break. Yeah, wait until you're I've ready. Been, I've been angering myself for no reason. So, also, those who were lucky enough to snag a Valve Index this week, because remember, Monday, you Mm -hmm. had probably like an hour's worth of a window to get in there, Uh, but you still may not have it when you think you will. Um, So, I accidentally kind of ordered one. Thankfully, we got that canceled. This was really weird. Steam, we really need to fix how you had this set up. Uh, But (laughs) uh, I did have a moment of panic. I bet. We were about to have a crowdfunding for Lacia to get an index because <laughs> she can't do it right now. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's like once you hit the button about order now, like I hit it, hoping to just read information, but I instantly got met with a screen that said, "Thank you for your order. We will contact you shortly when it's ready." I'm like, no, 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 no. I just wanted to read like. So thankfully, I did get that canceled, but. If you were met, though, with the message, it also said, thank you for your order. Uh, your headset will be ready in eight weeks. So it looks like you got to order one. I actually did hear of one guy who got super lucky. He told me his is coming, well, tomorrow. So Tuesday. Um, so I, I told him, I was like, dude, you're super lucky. Because I feel like everyone got met with that eight weeks thing. So if you were excited to buy it before Alex... Please don't hate the messenger. You have to wait another two months. But I assume yes. you're a Half-Life fan at this point. You have a ton of patience. You've had to wait over 10 years. So 
maybe two more months will be okay for you. Don't <laughs> hurt me, okay? I'm just the messenger. I'm sorry. Um, but maybe you'll get it sooner, it sounds like. Maybe you might have been one of the lucky ones, like, you know, the the guy that I know that said his is coming in Tuesday. So maybe I just got to it too late and I was the eight-weeker. I don't know. I just it was just for grins and giggles that I kick, clicked on it. And then for the next 30 minutes, I was panicking. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's see. Also, Call of Duty announced that their Warzone BR map will hold up to 200 players in a lobby here in the future. Um, it launched apparently with support for 150 player lobbies. So I think that 200 is actually the largest one to date for Battle Royale. So there you go. You'll be able to kill up to 199 others. It just seems of 149. like a lot of people playing a game. A lot of people cheating, a lot of garbage human beings oh, playing know. a game at the same time. I just, I wouldn't want any part of that. I, you just got to really like Battle Royale games, I would imagine, you know. Um, but you know how I've always said, if everybody liked the same thing, the world would be pretty darn dull. So um, we're just not the market for it. No. But, yeah. I would like to play games with my friends, but not 200 people. I don't know. I like cooperative games. I'm just yeah. too salty with PvP. I want to work together with my are friends. Garbage. Ugh. I just I just want to play with my friends, not against them. If you really think about it, video games are the last stand for losers. <laughs> That's why millennials <laughs> that have such are? a hard time losing. Uh, I don't know, well, maybe. <laughs> I would say so. Love to hate ourselves. But I I, I don't know. (laughs) I do for many other reasons. Has nothing to do with when I was born. Uh, (laughs) You ready to try your hand at a couple pieces of truth or trash? You didn't talk about Lego Mario. Okay. I well okay. So to be fair, I read over it and had like no information about when it was coming or what they were going to sell it for. You could just and. I guess I forgot because I was actually, I think when I initially looked at it, I was like, oh, this will be my, I'd buy that for a dollar. And then it had no info about what it, and I was just like, oh, and then I probably just out of sadness, shut it down and then okay. forgot to go back to it. All right. Um, Lego Mario's yes, happening. doing that. There, there you go. going to be a Lego Mario. It actually does look kind of fun. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they did have like little prototype examples and stuff, you know, with like the bigger, the Lego Mario and it all I'll go ahead together. I'll go ahead and throw out a, an I'd buy that for a dollar pre-bid, mm-hmm. 50 bucks for a I was, small I, set bet. Because Legos are expensive already. They are pretty expensive. I would say at least 40. Yeah. That would be my guess if I was putting that out there. I'm not sure when they're going to go, though, on sale. So, yeah, that's probably what happened is I shut it down while I was being sad and then like, forgot hey. to go back to it. <laughs> There's hey, a lot of news going on. If my this kid is why wants I have it, post-it notes everywhere. Yeah, if my kid wants it, I'll play with her, see how it goes, go. and then Come I'll get man. bored of it, but she might like it, and then she'll get bored of it, and then I'll be like, why did I pay good money for this, and mm-hmm. you're not going to pay for it? All you're doing is just watching me do what like i'm doing i feel like that's most toys anymore like they're, they're in love with it for like a few days and then they want something new it's kids and jam. my kid asks for stuff all the time and i'm like what are you doing you just got something the other day and now we don't want it well Too the problem bad. is they're so used to having an influx of anything you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like you were never forced to like this is the only toy you can get for a while and so you just learn to love it and use your imagination with it for as oh. long as you possibly could until the parents could afford to get you a new toy I've honestly thought about it as I recall an episode where I'm going to talk about my toys, my my imaginary tales of my toys, because it was the greatest hodgepodge. You think about Toy Story and the way that goes with Buzz Lightyear and Woody, I know all about it. Because I had the biggest weird hodgepodge of characters together that you'd ever seen in your life, because that's all Why the toys wouldn't they I had. Work together? And I loved it. And of course, when you got a new one, you're just like, New character. They're coming into this world. Yep. It's your imagination. Oh. T-Rex and Barbie can be friends. Uh-huh. That's right. It's my world. They're living in it, man. All right. Well, give me some truth or trash. <laughs> All right. So I have two. You stay pretty connected, though, too. So I anticipate you probably already know, like you did last week or mm-hmm. whatever week it was. But All right. So... The president of CD Projekt Red actually has come out saying that after Cyberpunk 77, the next game they they are working on is, in fact, another Witcher game. Now, my truth or trash to you, will this be a continuation of Geralt's story or a brand new one within the Witcher universe? Ooh. So you're twisting it a little bit. Hmm. I learned from the master. Uh, I guess I need to answer, will this follow Geralt of Rivia as truth or trash? Right. Okay. He's so popular that if you don't, it's a bad move. But (laughs) from a story perspective, I feel like his is done. So I'm going to have to say... Will it follow Geralt of Rivia? No. So it would be a trash. I feel like they will go a new direction. Because he's not the only witcher in the world. That's true. How many did he say that there was? I don't remember, but he's not the only one. So there's got to be another one that's just as interesting. And maybe just as smexy. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Um, Also... This one should be nice, short, and sweet. Are we getting a new Tony Hawk Pro Skater game within the next year? Within the next year. Mm -hmm. Why is this popping up? Mm. What the hell, true? What the hell, true? Yeah. I mean, you may not be. You may not be wrong. Did you see that he was on uh, the Masked Singer? (laughs) No. Yeah. Awesome. I never ever watch that show. They if they've, I'm being honest. I, I'll be honest with you. It's it's one of those shows that I didn't think I was going to get into because I'm just not into reality shows. But the the big reveal and everything, and you, you find out who someone is. It's like mm-hmm. holy crap, that is awesome. I actually called one. I what? called one the other day, and mm-hmm. nobody on that panel knew who it was, and I was so proud of myself. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> Because and you're the professionals. That's right. Because this, all the clues, because they do like these little clue packages before the person sings. And he'd been out, I think, two or three times. And I was listening to his voice. And I was like, because he wasn't a, a, a particular singer, you know. Mm-hmm. So you knew he wasn't a singer per se. Not to say he couldn't sing, but he just wasn't a, a typical singer. You could tell singer. this wasn't a professional game. Right. Yeah. He sounded older. 
his his body form he you know you could tell he was a little lanky and maybe a little bit older mm-hmm. and i was looking at him and then you start seeing these clues and one thing that kind of stood out to me was like the were these videos and i kind of hung on to that and then someone kind of pitched bob saget you know because like oh america's funny oh, some videos God. and stuff like that yeah. and i was like no because there were things conflicting with that in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I just started looking at all the other pieces and I was like, but I kept coming back to the videos. And I was like, what about, what about Tom Bergeron? Tom Bergeron would be great. I could see that being Tom Bergeron. Absolutely, that's Tom mm-hmm. Bergeron. And sure enough, it was him. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I was so excited. Wow, that's like a random one too to remember. Yeah. Like, I, there's no way in the world. I can barely remember anyone's name since I don't care when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> and then to pull that out of the world. Like, good job. Well, he was, he was like, for me, I mean, I've watched, I used to watch America's Funniest Home Videos a lot. And I feel like it was when he was there. Like, anybody else hosting? I remember the Bob mm-hmm. Saget when it first started. And they transitioned at some point with two other people that I can't remember. John Fugel yeah. saying and somebody else. Uh, but him, him I remember a lot. Like, I liked him on that show. And now they've got Alfonso Ribeiro. And I just... I honestly, I didn't I even know it was still on until like a few yeah, months ago. I, I feel like my chat and I were having the same exact conversation. I'm like, there's no way that show is still on. And I looked, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. It's like how, 30 years now? Mm-hmm. Of yeah. America's Funniest Home Videos? I mean, it's a funny Jesus. show, but those transitions in between, mm-hmm. that's it's what- It's the commentary stuff where I'm just like, no. But, but I don't know why. Like they're trying to do some sort of punchline and like a really- but see, know. that's that's where I like Tom it's too Bergeron. Cheesy, maybe for me now, it's like cringe. <laughs> but that's why I like Tom Bergeron because his wasn't trying to do funny voices to it or anything like that. He was just kind of setting up the joke a little bit. You know, sometimes he wouldn't, but sometimes it would just be like, "What happens if da da da?" And then there it happens. Mm-hmm. Not saying it was always gold, but I laughed. I thought his run on the show was great. I we're. I'm getting way off We're topic. Way Continue, off Continue with the show. Yeah, I know. It's just what it is. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's I'm sorry. okay. We're ready to play. Name that game. Woo! And stop. Okay. <laughs> so, your first game. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to talk about this real quick. I know I keep drawing. I keep, I keep. Okay, so there's this guy on Twitter who keeps mm-hmm. hounding me for money. Okay, to finish his movie. This has been going on for a year now. Like, like it, a direct message or something. He, he's or he's got one of those on kickstarters Twitter? or whatever, okay. and he's making an independent film. Look, I support the arts, man, and I supported his movie when he first started. He's got a lot of. He's got a lot of names. In it. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean. Uh-huh. Okay. And I even I even reached out to the dude. Like, I, I heard him on Kevin Smith's podcast one time. Like, I heard his name. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. I follow that dude on Twitter. I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Because he's sitting there talking about his movie and everything. That's pretty cool. So I was just like, hey, I heard you on that. And he's like, oh, cool, thanks. So I, I thought it was a nice little interaction. Now he hits yep. me up for money. Like, every other month. Just like, hey, dude, I'm trying to finish my movie. Five or ten dollars really help out. And I'm like... I would help you if mm-hmm. I could. 
And if I gave you ten dollars, will you leave me alone? But I don't feel like you <laughs> Maybe would. Maybe that's the plan. I'm just gonna bully him until you're like, fine, here, just leave me alone. I'm starting to think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it is a him, tactic. Like when he when he first did it at first, I was like, sure, man, let me see what I can do, and I just forgot. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just constantly. I'm like, all right, dude, you're kind of getting him. pushy. You're getting a little <laughs> at pushy. At this point. And he continue. He he has like several different Twitter accounts that he does it from. That's the other shady shit uh, I don't like about it. Because it's like one minute it's his own personal account, and the next minute it's his movie account, and the next minute it's another account. But it's the same fucking movie. That's harassment. Stop it. You can't do that. Don't bully I, us. I want to help not you, right. dude. If I could fund your damn movie, how do you not have funding at this point? I was going to say, you just mentioned being on a, a pretty high caliber uh, show there. So what's uh, what's up, man? I don't know. I think you're just going to have to cancel it right now anyway. So just yeah. All right, patient, sorry. Sir. I got, you know. I got distracted. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Back to name that game. <laughs> All right. So in this game, in created a small surprise, strikes the divine lightning, which breathed life into a little lump And then a little surprise realizes that there is no life without a home unless he builds a house. But to build a house is not so easy. You have to go through seven divine tests in search of materials on the way to a happy dream in building a house. The hell, I can go to Lowe's and buy lumber. Mm Mm-hmm. But (laughs) can you name the lumber? No. So is that's it. That's all there okay. is for the description. I'm sorry. That's all they gave us. Um, <laughs> so is this game A, Super Poop, B, Power Floater, C, Sinking Stinker, or D, Power Manure? I guess that's what the little lump was supposed to be. What was A? Super Poop. A. A, Super Poop. You're right. Yeah. It was super poop. <laughs> as soon as I read the description and then saw the name, I'm like. What? What? Why are we talking about poop? I remember. And then I, and then I watched the picture and it was the little like ice cream emoji that we all use as poop. Oh, okay. I, I remember these types of interactions that I would come across like, what the hell does this have to do with the game? What is this? I don't know. And sometimes okay. I'm never even sure which description I should be reading because you got the one that's like next to the actual game trailer, and then there's one that's usually a little bit more detailed underneath. I always go, and for so the I more... just pick which one will hopefully give you more to go on. Or sometimes yeah. I've merged the two because one line, two lines. I'm like, this doesn't make See? sense. See, yeah, but you figured it, it out. Together. You figured it out. That's what I had just to merge do. them together, baby, to make it a little <laughs> bit longer. But all right, in this game. The neighbor ruffian, the neighborhood ruffian has gone on a rampage and started destroying the buildings in West Spring Manor. Equipped with the mystical squeegee of maintenance, Gary is the only one who can repair the carnage caused by Rusty. Can you save the buildings of West Spring Manor before the time runs out? And they just wanted to let you know that this was in fact inspired by Donkey Kong, Wrecking Crew, and Fix-It Felix Jr. It's got a classic arcade action feel just mm. for your PC. Okay. So, is this game A, Reach It, Rusty, B, Squeegee Antics, C, Get Em, Gary, or D, Wrench It, West Spring? God, that was hard to say. I didn't think it would be. Mm. Okay, you're throwing me for a loop here. 
Mm. I don't see, always. He sees through me a lot, people. I can't fool. I can't fool him. Because you see, B. Mm-hmm. B is the oddball. Squeegee antics. Mm-hmm. And it could also be the the ignorant title that makes no sense compared to everything that's going on. And then the other three are just something you kind of latched onto and then created the names around that. Or you just threw me in a curveball with a stupid squeegee thing and then you played <laughs> off the other two. So, hmm. He does the same thing I do where I sit here and try to make sense of why <laughs> these names are even on there. <laughs> like it ever helped me. Say them again. Reach it, Rusty, for A. B, squeegee antics. C, get em, Gary. Or D, wrench it, West Spring. I don't know why I still can't say <laughs> West Spring. West Spring. It's not a hard word. But with wrench it, throw a wrench in it. I'm going to go with D because you can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> that did work out for me once, right? You're like, I practiced this word. And the answer is C, actually. Damn. Get him, Gary. <laughs> that would have been a good guess, though. And I really wasn't trying to throw you off by not being able to say it. I don't know why I wasn't able to get that word out. All right, I got one final game for you. We're one in one. In one. You'll probably get it. I have no faith in my ability anymore. But here we go. It is extremely difficult to get an appointment with the most important person in the southern regions, but if you apply the most ancient methods of compiling crystals of different colors in a row, you can melt the heart of the most formidable and powerful person. Get closer to our leader, Ramzan. Spend an unforgettable evening of love with him. Ramzan is a brave and courageous politician, but inside he is soft and gentle. Each person is like a door lock. You just need to find the right key to his heart. You will definitely succeed. You just need to try a little. Is this game A, a date with Caddy Rav, B, love with Caddy Rav, C, swipe right on Caddy Rav, or D, who is Caddy Rav and why does he sound like Putin? It's D. You know you want to say D right now. I mean, I really do, but I'm going to be smarter than that. Uh, read the, read the first three Sometimes I again. just don't care if I find one that's funny. I'm just like, screw it. I'm going to give it to him. A, a date with Caddy Rav. B, love with Caddy Rav. Or C, swipe right on Caddy Rav. And then D, who is Caddy Rav and why does he sound like Putin? Mm. Kind of looks like him too in the picture. I mean, swiping right sounds very modern. But I don't know. It is a dating simulator game, kind of, for what it looked like on the trailer. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with B. You're gonna go B, love with Katarov. Yeah. And you are correct. Woo! Love with Katarov. It sounds really like a PC did, game. But they gave him hair. Ugh. But it was, and uh, but so this was the first one that I found. Like you can get the dude naked apparently in this one. You just. All right, little all right. little dating simulator match three fun, and if you match the three, <laughs> all right. Well, with all that tomfoolery, as you could guess, I did not have, and I'd buy that for a dollar. I tried to find something interesting, and there just wasn't. So it happens. It happens. Legos, you were supposed to be my saving grace. 
Um, so we've got our headliner then for uh, towards the end of the show. Um, thought we would talk a little bit about getting fit with video games. In the uh, so um, again with the news of the virus that's been spreading and people's plans for travel are now becoming less of a reality. Economically, a lot of companies and activities have been taking a hit, but. One things have been on the rise, and a lot of those was the Wii. Uh, I keep saying it. I keep wanting to say Wii. It's the Switch Ring Fit. Ring Fit has yes. surged in sales. Um, so obviously, people are stuck at home buying these things, probably to give themselves something to just do in the house, or maybe you just you always like to work out, and this is giving you a good way without having to leave the house. So I thought it might be fun to go back through the years. With all of the different accessories that Nintendo's tried to push at us to get us off off of our butts and actually move around while we play video games. Because they're pretty well known to have tried that a lot Mm -hmm. ever since they've moved into video games. So they're obviously no slouch when it comes to encouraging activity while gaming. They've been doing it since the 80s. I've even owned a few of these, actually. Okay. One of the very first examples was the introduction of the power pad, or as it was known in Japan, the family trainer. Um, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> everything always seemed to be very family centric with them. So family fun seems to have always been the goal. You know, even when you look at their new consoles today, it seems like a lot of the commercials are like encouraging that family to get together and, uh, and spend time together, which isn't a bad, which isn't a bad model, of course. But do look at um, how the states... <laughs> promoted everything is about power now you're playing oh, yeah. power Nintendo oh my god go power. back and watch those commercials the power glove everything. power yeah. yeah we power. had to feel like badasses before we wanted to get off of our asses mm-hmm. um but if you're not familiar with the power pad this was a floor mat uh for the original nes system it was actually first released in 1986 from bandai as an accessory for the family trainer and then in 1988 Nintendo as the power pad for the U.S. side. So it was included in the game World Class Track Meet, which is the game that I owned or had as a kid. I guess it's just saying my mom owned everything and she allowed me to uh, play with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I actually remember playing this. It was a series of uh, Olympic style events that Mm -hmm. you would play while marching along to the correct buttons on the pad. If you needed your character to run, you obviously would run on the correct portions of the pad to create the element of running. And then you would jump in real time to make the character, say, jump over a hurdle if you were doing a running track. There was a side A, which was less frequently used, but there was also a side B. Side A had eight buttons and side B had 12 and they were just numbered accordingly. Uh, Nintendo actually bought the rights from Bandai for the North American markets and Bandai actually held on to it for the other countries. So one would say this could have been an inspiration for the DDR mats that were to come later on. Uh, So as you were playing this game, you were tested on timing and memory, physical coordination to play the games that use the power pad. Or if you were like me, you learned how to sit down and press them all with your hands. Because you didn't feel like running anymore because I was a fat kid. So in hindsight, it was probably harder to do it that way than just getting off my butt and playing it correctly. But here we are. What I hated. Kids think they're so smart. What I hated the most is I was trying. I literally tried to use this thing. I remember being at a friend's house playing it. And then I think he let me borrow it and I took it to my house to try and play it. 
and you're trying to be active. You're trying to be awesome at this mm-hmm. thing. And you know what would happen? Stop making so much damn noise! <laughs> right? You just heard us stopping on the floor the yeah. whole time. Cause yeah, because you're just like, running, running, huh, running, running. Yep. So, Remember, we were brought up in the day and age where parents told us to go outside. So yeah. we were inside too much. We got in trouble. <laughs> it's like, well, you get out of here and stop making noise. Just yeah. go. I don't care even where. Just come on when the street lights are on. Like, All right. It's like, I'm trying to be fit, mom. <laughs> right? Go run outside. I don't want to. But of course, Nintendo didn't stop there. When the GameCube came around, they basically introduced the power pad. But this time was the Nintendo GameCube action pad which came with the purchase of the game Dancing Stage Mario Mix and was only used with other specially designed games, obviously. Um, it has uh, buttons A, uh, Z, Start, A and B control fields, and then up and down, uh, left, right, like kind of looks like a directional pad. Uh, it, it worked essentially the exact same way, so I'm not going to waste a lot of time talking about that one. So mm-hmm. we just like, hey, we made a new console. Let's upgrade this thing and try to bring it over. Rename it Action Pad, like you said, Power. So now Power. We just feel great it's action. Um, but they did seem to take a bit of a break for a few years, which was a f- huge gap when I was going through all of this. Um, so they focused on consoles and different versions of gaming on the go with the Game Boy and many iterations that have spawned from that. Uh, but then they introduced an entire console dedicating to making you move, or so they hoped, which was the Wii where movement was the only option for playing. Uh, They didn't have traditional controllers. The Wii remote uh, was held long ways in your hand, and you had two different controllers to hold, the nunchuck that would complement the Wii controller in certain situations. Uh, That isn't to say the controller wasn't built to also be used standalone. Uh, You would turn it on its side, which would be more akin to a traditional controller, even though extremely uncomfortable to use that way. Um, (laughs) It was a little something to be desired, but... When you were holding it like the trigger and with the nunchuck, that did feel quite comfortable. But its whole selling point was making you more active uh, role in playing the video game. So you had bowling, tennis, baseball, all of which asked the player to get up and emulate the activities of the game. And through the sensors of the controllers would gauge how well you did. Because of this, various games that focused on health and fitness did ensue. Games like Just Dance or Zumba which played with the Wii, added a new element. So I know even Zumba came with a waist belt that you could put the Wii controller in on your hip so you would be hands-free while you were dancing and it would still check your score. I'm still very uncertain how that really connected the score with you moving your hands and like, yeah, you moved your hips a lot in Zumba, but whatever, you were having fun dancing around, but I know a lot of people like to play for score. Sure. Um, but it was nice because that was one of the first times you got to play something like that hands-free. Sort of. And then, of course, who could forget the Wii balance board? Mm -hmm. I almost did. Not going to lie. This was to help elevate your Wii Fit Plus game. Playing and added another element of resistance while you were getting fit at home. I only ever saw it implemented with fitness games like yoga, aerobics, power stretching, like sports that were asking you to maintain like a core. Skiing was another good one, I remember, because it would track Mm -hmm. you like moving side to side because it didn't look like a balance board. Uh, So you would set this up and it would be recognized just like any other controller once you plugged it into the Wii. Had a flat top, obviously, but each side was its own button. You would balance on top, move your weight from side to side if need be while playing. It was to feel the resistance of your weight as you shifted. And in return, your character would do the same. Uh, This was launched in 2010 and ended up selling like 32 million units worldwide. Um, (laughs) Worldwide seems kind of light, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> it actually set a Guinness Book record for best-selling personal weighing device. So I guess like every time you stepped on it, like you were faced with how much you weighed. So whether you liked it or not, I don't know. Um, so GG on being a scale. Yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> I'll give it credit. I, I did use it quite a bit. I had one. Mm-hmm. I still have it. Matter of fact, it's it's somewhere. I know Hang it's still here. Hang on to those things. Maybe in 30 years, they'll be worth like $266,000 or some junk like that. Who knows? But it's, uh. Like I got, I got some movement out of it. There were things I loved, like they had like uh, rhythm boxing and stuff like that, and it was just Ooh, like you yeah. got step, tush, step, punch, step, left. I got into that, you know. The yeah. only, the only problem I had with it was space. I never seemed to have enough space when it came to oh. doing the exercises because That's fair, yeah. I would always try to do the exercises that would require the balance board. Because mm-hmm. I felt like it's not tracking what I'm doing or how well I'm doing if I'm not using the balance board. So what's the point? Yeah. So I, I would imagine the- you had to hold the controllers in your hand for like the boxing and stuff. Yeah. Or no? Yeah. 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 I mean, for stuff like that, for sure. But there were just there were a few minor things where it never it really didn't track. It would just be like, all right, do this for X amount of time, and then it would just let you know. So I just I never felt like I knew how well I was doing. Like when yeah, I was doing fair. other things, like when I did planks, I'd never done planks before I, I had the Wii balance board. And then I'm just sitting there doing like that. And then it's it's great when they encourage you because when they tell you, it's like, you did really good. You, I mean, that was great. You know, yeah. keep at it. Keep at it. So I just kept at it. And when you hear that kind of positive reinforcement, you're just like, back at it again, baby. And that's what they're open for. Yes. And it's good. So it's I, good. I, I give the Wii Fit and the Wii Fit Plus... I give it a lot of credit. I used it a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would benefit more with it today because <laughs> it's like my diet is different than it yeah. was back like then. Like you're nailing it as far as your nutrition and yeah, get everything yeah. else going too. So it's like I need that back because I feel like I don't get enough movement that I should. That's why we got to get you set up with the VR, baby. I know it's it's all about room now. I I know. Trust me, my room's very small. (laughs) You get creative, but yeah. I I feel like I've got a space for it. I just I gotta gotta move some stuff out and create Mm -hmm. the room because yeah, I would I'd love if they brought that back for the Switch. I'd be all over it in a minute. I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate. Yeah, well, I mean, no, the I guess the Ring Fit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. which we will talk about. Yeah, but. I like the balance board. I, I thought it was a very innovative design, the way they... Well, I think mean, if your Wii still works. I mean, it does. It's still hooked up. Yeah. I just... I think I probably need new batteries it. for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That I don't know. So... Uh, but, yeah. Well, there you go. At least there's a good testimony that um, if you never got a hold of the Wii balance board and you wanted to, I guess you missed your opportunity. Mm-hmm. You could probably still find it now. I don't know. Eh, probably. Um... It looked like even like the Nintendo DSi tried a smidge to get Mm -hmm. you moving. I mean, uh, since this is supposed to be gaming on the go, right? Uh, They had Nintendo DS activity meters that came bundled with the software. Walk with me! It had an exclamation point. I felt it was to be excited. Um, Which I was supposed, uh, the caveman version of the Fitbit is kind of what it sounds like. Um, Once you activated it on your device, it was then synced up with the DS console and the software. Walk with me! And provided a detailed overview of your walks, whatever that would mean for you and how you walked. Uh, (laughs) 
But then cut to today, we've got the Switch, right? Another family-filled entertainment system. Not only did this console come with games to have family times, as we've uh, seen over 30 years, uh, but it has since introduced the world to the Ring Fit, which right now, as I said earlier, has seen a huge spike in sales. So check availability if you were actually interested, as you may actually not be able to nab one at this time. Um, it is built with the game... Ring Fit Adventure that promises 100 levels and 20 worlds, challenging you to defeat enemies and squat your way to a better bottom. It looks exactly like how you would imagine. It's this huge ring about the size of a steering wheel um, and has placed to hold the Switch controller to fit into, there's like a track on the top that you would Mm -hmm. slide it into and that tracks your movements. It also comes with a leg strap accessory that holds the other controller in it. So this is how it tracks your running. So it shows you examples in the upper left corner of the game of what movement you should be doing to continue through the level. So if you're fighting against an enemy, it might have you hold a squat for a certain period of time or a plank, or it empowers you to fight your way to that six pack because now you're holding it to defeat that enemy. Uh, So if nothing else, you're working off that sleeve of Oreos, right? Because we've all been there. Um, but outside of that, I have a few honorable mentions because some of the stuff they've tried or third party stuff to incorporate into Nintendo were too amazing to not actually include. Like there's some things where I was like, I had no idea this existed and I could see why I never went to market. But, (laughs) uh, there is some outside of Nintendo that have tried it. Um, actually Atari might have been the first, uh, the project unfortunately was canceled but in the 80s stationary bikes were an at-home exercise favorite there was one called project puffer which it was known throughout development until its eventual cancellation due to a massive industry crash unfortunately in 83 Uh, but your stationary bicycle would trigger the game with pedals while other directions was through a handlebar mounted controller it was prototyped and apparently never saw the light of day but I mm-hmm. guess it could work with these systems. And you got on your little bike. Oh, my God. The ad is so 80s. It hurts. Go look it up. <laughs> it's so great. Um, and then so after that, there was a time. Uh, it was about the same time, I think, uh, that the Power pu- or Project Puffer, uh, we had the Autodesk High Cycle. So Autodesk was the company. Unfortunately, that project also got canceled. But it was to have VR. So this is in the early 80s. It doesn't look anything like it does today, of course. Um, But it would show you as the writer and you were rewarded depending on how fast or slow you pedaled. So very basic. But again, encouraging you to exercise, make you feel like you were playing a game. I would love to have seen how that VR looked, though. It had to have been garbage, but I wanted to see it still nonetheless. (laughs) Racermate tried their hand at it, too, with the Computrainer. It also is in on the cycling market. My God, I guess the 80s was just all about cycling and like high knees, right? Um, This allowed PC owners to hook up to their bike and would simulate the different terrain and resistance as you cycled. And believe it or not, it was kept up to date with PCs until 2017 when they discontinued it. Wow. So they did make this for the uh, NES as well. And I'm kind of surprised because I had never heard of it till I started doing research for this and for it to have been around that long kind of embarrassed I hadn't heard about (laughs) you know like I feel like I do pretty good about looking into gaming stuff but Sega also did one and this we might actually remember it's called the activator it was an octagonal device that projected eight beams of infrared light up and when the light was broken by your movement over and through them it 
was to direct it. it kind of like it was like they were trying to do a really cool unique version of the power pad but it was very unreliable the sensors didn't really work that well and all this kind of stuff so it, no games ever actually got developed for it but itself did so that seems like a huge loss waste yeah. of time but i do have to give a shout out to geek.com because um, a lot of these I read was on the article that they had written as I was doing research. So like GG Man, there was a lot of really cool stuff in there that I had never heard of before. Um, and then, of course, we'll remember the Bongos controller from Donkey mm-hmm. Kong. That was only ever for Donkey Kong. Uh, Power Glove, of course, is another one. And Game Boy Pocket Sonar. So I didn't know this was a thing either. And <laughs> not as long ago as you may think there either. This was in 1998. And they literally released a sonar device to be used with the Game Boy. You plugged it in where the cartridge slot would have gone. And it has a yellow end tethered that you would drop into the body of water and would detect fish. Also valuable if you are one of thinking up opening your bank account to save money, I guess. (laughs) This third-party developer, Lynn Toys, for trying their hand at it. I don't, I don't, it like... I looked at the box. It was literally like a little. I have Weird. no idea what what <laughs> why you would like. I'm gonna go drop this in water with my Game Boy and just watch where fish is. But you do you, man. You do sure. you. Um, everybody's gotta have something fun that they're doing. And then the last one was the rock and roller, which is another device that you stood on in order to play games, but also didn't work very well and malfunctioned all the time. But looked very fancy. these third party ones were killing me man like you could tell it was like they saw what nintendo was doing and it was successful and they're like ah i bet i could do that better and cooler infrared lights coming out you're jumping all over them and then you're nothing's happening on the game when you're jumping over them you're like oh so this doesn't work (laughs) but it looked cool sure could you imagine making that whole thing just to find out like no games ever even was released for it? I would hate to be the person who bought it and have nothing to use it for. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Sega's selling point was for that. I have <laughs> vague, like there's some. It's like it's kind of something in the back of your brain is telling you you've experienced this, seen this, something. Yeah. Maybe like in a magazine, like a gaming magazine, like an advertisement of some sort. Probably. That's as Commercial far as I can... during Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, like, that. like that's that's as far as I can reach, and I, f- I, d- I feel like almost like I'm fabricating it. So I don't know. I really the don't. The distance that passes our memories can be like, well, I think I did, and then we may not have. Who knows? Yeah. I just know I never had it. I was definitely one of those that loved to, like, hoard gaming accessories and stuff like that. I pretty much have mine. I still even have the Nintendo the gun. I don't even know what happened to my old Nintendo. That's that's the sad part. I don't know I what happened one. to it. I definitely need a new wire for it, though. Because, like, it was one of those where when you moved the wire and it turned on... You ended up taping it in that position against the console, so it would turn mm-hmm. on the next time. Because I think I think we tripped over the cord way too many times, and it broke one of the things in there. So you had to curve it just so, so whatever was broken in there would touch again. You're like, tape it there, don't move it ever again, so I can play it later. That can't be too hard to find. Maybe even in today's mm-hmm. day and age, I could probably just find that power wire is all it needs, to my knowledge. Sure. Unless something's gone wrong with it, it has been sitting there for a long time. God knows when the last time I even tried to use it was. 
Uh, but yeah, that's our show. That's Woo. our show. Yeah. Go get fit, you guys. We're stuck in the house. Uh, if you can afford it, get yourself fit. Play some games. Uh, but yeah, that's our show. So hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can send us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Steven puts all his time and love into. And you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network, but also Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I tried looking it up. It gave me both. So just in case in the time it's doing both to you, you're right if you found either of those links. But you can find those on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil and Paper Productions. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Lacey Finley. And I'm trying to think of one more <laughs> divergent I could go on. <laughs> Since I one went on so one. many. <laughs> He's but, like, we're not done. But I can't think of one. You. So I guess I'm Stephen White. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much for listening. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash Siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.